What's up, pals? Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 160 of Super Nerd Pals, or also known as the Award Show. Hey. Uh, I'm your host, Andy Carasquillo. <laughs> I'm I'm your one of your what? I'm one of your hosts, Chris Sampson. Who's not awake? <laughs> and I'm your other co-host, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> Woo! And we're Woo! back at the Crack of Ass recording podcast. It's not that early. It's early. <laughs> Listen, if Chris says it's early, I mean, I had to be up already, so <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, guys, we made it. We made it through 2018. Welcome to 2019. So, shit, yeah, hell yeah. Sup, guys. Sup. Uh, we're here to do our end of the year best of 2018 award show, and. It's gonna be exciting because there was a lot of stuff that happened. I I think I think 2018 was a really weird year, but I think it was really strong for just like pop culture, entertainment stuff. So I Are think we sure we're gonna that? have a lot of interesting discussions oh, yeah. today. Agreed. Um, also, I feel like this is the most like I have a lot of um, honorable mentions and like things I couldn't really decide on. So. Gonna be interesting. Yeah. Inform the masses if they missed out on what they should have consumed this year and what they should catch up on. I like it. You mean last year. So just so everybody yes. knows, we're gonna be covering uh, Game of the Year, Movie of the Year, TV Show of the Year, Anime of the Year, Podcast of the Year, Other Media of the Year, which is gonna consist of, like, YouTube channels, um, comic books, um, any, any, like, other media that's not fallen under any of our other categories, and then, um, podcast of the year, and of course, hot mess of the year. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a good one for that one. I mean, that's... Purely based on how disappointed that's just a I roll was, off. and how... That's just a roll-off. And how, like, much bullshit I went through with it, so I'm excited. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's get it. Let's Hell get started. Yeah. So, what should we start with, guys? Uh, game of, game the, of the year. year? All right, we're just jumping into the. All right. <laughs> I thought we were going to save that for last, but um, yeah, that's fine. Oh, we can save it for last. So let's yeah. How about uh, I don't know. Go from descending to ascending order, like best other immediate okay. year starting it. So, for best other media of the year, I have down um, Nightwing. Um, I feel like this year for Nightwing was, like, really strong and really good. Um, I really liked the new storyline with Rick Grayson as much as I thought I was going to hate it, but... I completely forgot for a second that he changed his name to Rick. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So... I think that's Tell part of Andy's problem. Why? Why did he change so, his name to Rick? Because I remember sharing an article article with you. Because he couldn't think of anything else that so rhymed with Dick. So in Batman Fifty Two, Dick Grayson gets shot in the head, and um, because oh, he, of oh, as a result of name. the wound, he like has amnesia. He doesn't know who he is. And oh, no, I feel bad everyone for fun basically of him. kept saying that like, oh, you're Richard Grayson, you're Nightwing, you're this, you're that, and he was like, well, 
I'm none of that shit because I don't remember it. So he basically just decided to go by Rick since Dick Grayson went by Dick. Mm. Okay, so okay. and right now, until further notice, is like a permanent change to his storyline, and they're they're st- been sticking with this for what? Yeah, like two, it's been three a few months. months. It's months? uh six six issues already, so it, it's oh, wow. been quite a oh, while. Okay. Uh, right now he's like, well, in the newest issue literally came out last week. Um, he. He's, like, kind of going back into the role of Nightwing. Uh, he has, like, muscle memory still of, like, how to perform certain things and, like, muscle memory on taking on bad guys and shit. So he was going to try to leave it behind and then he noticed the people that took up the Nightwing mantle. There's four of them. Uh, they were getting their ass kicked by Scarecrow. And... Oh. <laughs> and he came through and just whooped their ass and someone asked if they were a team and he was like I mean I guess I'm a part of the team now so so it's a team of Nightwings and Robins yeah it's like a team together. of um, ma- basically makeshift vigilantes it's all like cops like grade, grade A blood even oh. cops okay that That's sounds cool. like a good yeah, time, it's, though. It's a really interesting read. I have fun. So Nice. That's definitely my top other media of the year. I cool didn't get to beats. read a lot of comics this year, so I don't have, like... <clears throat> unfortunately. But because the Soska sisters are now writing a Black Widow comic, I'm going to make it my goal of 2019 to, at the very minimum, read that. You should, you should also, <laughs> so, not, not to like, and Chilling Adventures. Oh yeah. Good. Chilling Adventures is really good. Stan's always telling me about that. Um, not to like ride Nightwing's bandwagon even more, but, uh, the next issue that comes out is going to be about the daughter of the Joker. So it's going to be a whole nice. arc on that. Oh snap. That's oh, cool. Really All sick. right. I can get into that. I can get into that. Oh, yeah. That's wild. Um, I think I, I think my best or favorite comic of the year is not so much of its uh, excellent like writing quality or, or just or just amazing art. I mean, the, it has like both of those things, but I just love it because for the meme, <laughs> and this is a uh, Batman Damn number one. Oh man! Oh my god! <laughs> the the like if you want to talk about Dick Grayson, we didn't we didn't get Dick Grayson this year. We got Batman's Dick <laughs> this year, and, <laughs> and it's just it's just so wild and ridiculous. Like so, this episode just know, started and we're already talking about dicks. Like. <laughs> Yeah, this is great. Well, because we, we're a fan of Batman and, and Nightwing, so it's gotta it's gotta come that, up. That sentence should not be together. We're talking about dicks yes, because of Batman. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I mean, he's a millionaire playboy, and he's yeah, got a I, dick I, in his back pocket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, guys. This podcast is not explicit. <laughs> well, just this episode. Yeah. 
Anyway, so uh, Batman Dam Number One's uh, written by Brian Azzarello, um, art by oh god, what's his name? Something something Bernejo. Um, so this is one of the first comics or uh, issues from the new DC Black Label imprint. Um, I guess it's their attempt to do a lot more darker stories. Um, as opposed to one of their other imprints, like Young Animal, which is like more of the weirder kind of thing, like Doom Patrol and um, oh, what was that? Oh, I can't remember what it was. Yeah, but like, so I guess I guess it's like a, a their their foray to much darker uh, material, um, and the reason why this book got so much mainstream press's attention and. You know, it's just the internet just getting out of hand um, was because there's this one shot in the panel <clears throat> where it just shows Batman in full frontal nudity uh, showing off his, his dick. And people just went crazy for it and it got so much attention and it maybe didn't get the attention. Well, the book didn't get the kind of attention it necessarily wanted. Like, it's like, oh, this book is amazing this book has great writing this has great art no everyone was talking about <laughs> batman's dick and this book gives it, great dick yeah and and people and people were like taking the meme so far there's this one meme i think we want i think it was on like reddit or immigrant it got shared around with the power of science and math like they uh this guy like took the panel image and then did a bunch of math and anatomy stuff and calculated like the real size of Batman's dick and oh, that God. also went viral. <laughs> and and unfortunately or fortunately I guess it depends on what way you think about it um, the first printing of Batman Damn number one is the only printing where you could have uh, or you can see um, Batman and all his naked glory because in the follow up Printings and, and like I think in also the digital comics now, uh, they cover it up or it's like different artwork, so you can't, you can't, uh, it's no longer there. And so Batman Damn Number Ones are being resold at crazy Ra, prices, like Ra, easily in the thousands. I I haven't checked Ra's on the prices. Uh, and did you happen to know? Yeah. Are you and, serious? Um, Jeez. Wow. I I only found that out because this week I actually sent mine to get graded. Um, oh, nice. So, Raw is 50 to 80, and then graded 9.6 is about $1,000, and 9.8 mm-hmm. to 10 is roughly 1500 Jeez. Yeah. That's wild. Like, oh, God. It's crazy. It is so crazy. Well, if you strap like, for cash, um, I know whose house you could I, I remember the, <laughs> the, the week it just came out, the it just sold out so instantly and i not even like three or four days after it came out um i was already seeing books at one of my local couple book shops like um they had like only two copies and they were both going for like 500 600 Jesus. and that was that was uh i think it was like in july no it was, uh, uh, it was it came out I think the week before New York Comic Con. Okay, never mind. Uh, okay, you actually you're right. Uh, that feels. Geez. 
Can I just say that New York Comic Con feels like so long right. ago at this point? It does. Ugh. Feels like a fucking lifetime ago. Because I picked my Batman damned up the Saturday of New York Comic Con. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, okay. I don't know. This 2018 is a blur. I, I just don't know what year or what day. We're it in is. 2019 right I now. I know, exactly. So. <laughs> what was 2018? Uh, what is 2018? So, uh, Batman's the one just because of the memes and just how ridiculous the situation got. That's my <laughs> number one non or other property of the year. I guess memes could be a part of other media too. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you kinda you kinda worked I guess that so. in there. It was great. It was great. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Good job, Chris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um and unfortunately our other co host Zach can't be here today. Um but he also provided um a list of all his selections. So um his best other media of the year is uh Kingdom Hearts Timeline which is on YouTube by the channel Everglow. Um, so this is what he wrote. Quote, If there's one thing on his write-up I wish I were on the show to discuss, it's this. I mentioned on Chaos a few times now, but Kingdom Hearts Timeline is an incredibly ambitious recap of the entire Kingdom Hearts series spliced in chronological order. Everglow, the series creator, did a hell of a lot more than just cut together all the cutscenes like a lot of channels have done to make up for the... Kingdom Hearts Kai chapter, around 10 episodes long, he took footage from just not from the mobile game, but also from the original Japanese-only browser game, um, which has only been released in the Japanese version um, and translated by fans. He put that all in order, threw in significant gameplay footage where relevant, and also used music from Project Destati at some points to make it even more poignant and meaningful. During the Kingdom Hearts 1 chapter, each episode opens and closes with a bit of Aqua traversing through the Dark Realm as a journey with Mickey links up to Kingdom Hearts 1's finale. And seeing the events of 358 over two days, not just played out with the, cinema, uh, with the cinematics from the HD movie, but also with important contact from the original game that was confusingly left out of the movie, was amazing and excellent. Everglow went even further with days as him and a team of helpers used mods to recreate gameplay using the KH2 engine. So we got even more proper gameplay segments featuring Roxas and Zeon that, that just aren't as good as the original DS release. There are many people who didn't like days before watching the timeline, but after seeing it in the proper order and getting the full context, consider it one of their favorites in the series. Uh, what Everglow what Everglow did with the series is nothing short of a masterpiece, and it is easily the best way to consume the series if you don't want to play all the games. It clocks in a massive 122 episodes spanning over 65 hours, uh, but honestly, it's all worth it. The series just wrapped up last week, and I can't re- recommend it enough. I love so. how passionate he is about just, like, one universe of games and one universe of storytelling. I think that's so admirable. Mm-hmm. I mean, hence, hence the entire podcast, but like, yeah, it's one franchise, but it's so incredibly dense and complex, but enriching. So I, it's, and I just love how Zach gets passionate too. Yeah, I mean, as many loopholes as Nomura does write, um, I feel like the writing is still really, really solid. And yeah, I guess that's why it's hooked people like me and Zach to follow this franchise for like so many years 
and hopefully years to come. Mm -hmm. I will definitely take on Zach's recommendation for this because unfortunately I I missed a lot of Kingdom Hearts when it first came out and I I mean I know I don't have an excuse because PS4 has like two different collected anthologies of all the games so far. Actually, um, but it's just so much. This month they're coming out with a single game that's gonna have all of it. Yeah. Are you serious? They're re-releasing yeah, like a another disc one. That wow. All of it. Well, that's very convenient. Um, I don't know. I mean, I re- I'm really tempted to play Kingdom Hearts three. I'm just intimidated because I don't, I haven't played any of the games. Yet, but I mean, there's plenty of channels like this and live streams where you can go through the games. So, I guess it's not cheating. You could also, you could also easily know. just like look up the cutscenes from one, two, and Birth by Sleep, and you'll have enough of the mm. story to understand what's going on in Kingdom Hearts 3. Ah, mm. mm. uh, Andy, so much Kingdom Hearts. How do I how do I consume it all? It's crazy. Um, but yeah, so that's Zach's entry for Best Other Media of the Year. Uh, so thank you, Zach. Woo! Ryan, what you got for us? Here in spirit. Well, hmm. For other, like I said, I haven't read too many comics this year, so I don't have, like, too much. Actually, I don't have I mean, Chris, that. Chris's was basically about a meme. That's true. <laughs> indeed. I mean, indeed. If, we, if we're counting memes, then anything, even though I haven't watched it yet, any Bird Box memes that are coming out oh. of that movie oh my God. are my new favorite. I will let you life. know that the minute you watch Bird Box, you will not enjoy those memes as much, because that movie is a fucking disappointment. <laughs> Are you really? serious? And, okay, Andy, hot take. I know this is not Left for Dread, but... <laughs> we'll but, cut this out and, sp- and put it on <laughs> Left for Dread. That movie, that movie tries to be a quiet place, but Vision... Oh! Um, oh, shit. The creature... Okay, yeah, that's what The creature is invisible. Um, okay, well, hold on, hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right there. The creatures in a quiet place are not mm. invisible. Bird Box, Bird Box. No, no, I know, but you're making a comparison. No, 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 I said it's it's trying to be. Oh, okay, I was no, no, like, no. okay, um, all right, I'm right there with they you. They give no origin on where these creatures came from. Um, somehow Sandra Bullock has designed a way to get from, like, point A to point B, where she's never been before, basically fucking blindfolded. Um, it's called maternal instinct. Yeah, I'm calling bullshit. I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> uh, the movie was two hours long, and honestly, I the the ending left off with like such an open, like I I don't even know how to explain it. It left it like. Did it did it leave off with the idea that? They want to build a franchise out of it. Honestly, there's not enough for them to build a franchise out of it. Well, yes, as an audience member, like we know that sometimes better than a studio. But a studio likes to milk shit. I mean, what it's I'm possible. Is, it's like, possible. At the, end of a... the the movie okay, the movie ended at the end of a... explaining nothing about the creatures, explaining about nothing what happened or anything. And it ends off on Sandra Bullock looking up into some window seeing birds. And I was like, yeah, 
this was a waste of two hours. Well, okay, so so here's the thing. Like, A Quiet Place, the way the movie ends, it was closed... It was a closed chapter on that family, but it was open-ended enough that you could do other movies within that world, which is why I asked you, like, does it leave room for a franchise? Meaning, like, do you think it's possible that they could go back into that world and follow I something mean, I, else like I, the military I, I or guess. something okay I guess. From, because that's what a quiet place did and that's why i from what it this so movie much. made like, it I sound like everyone in the world is dead except for sandra bullock these kids um some like psychopaths that like get possessed by the creature uh Lovely. and blind people because blind uh, people, blind people yeah, can't I, see the creature. I mean, I'm still it's, gonna see it. Go ahead, but I I thought it was. It sounds like a hot mess, but I'm that's still a part of my it. hot mess role. I think. Just oh, oh. The, the the bird box challenge. Oh, that right? too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so in the movie, they actually like they don't do it blindfolded. They um take black paint and they paint all the windows of the car. And they use a GPS to leave this big-ass house. And then they use the proximity sensors on the car to make sure that they don't hit other cars or other things on the way to, like, a supermarket. That's actually pretty mm. smart, though. I don't think GPSs it, are that advanced. Well, they do turn-by-turn turn directions. Like, it's all audio, so... But, yeah. Do car... Do G... Do... Does like Google Maps now have like proximity alerts? Yeah, they I mean, I well, well, certain be, cars they do, do, but only when you're like parking or when you're reversing. Oh, so okay. I mean, I don't know about front proximity. Hmm. Sensors, no, but I've I've gotten but... in cars where like you're driving you're driving down a highway, and if you if you're drifting too off into too far off into a lane, or if there's a car that's approaching, you hear ding 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 ding. Like it'll. It'll tell you that you're getting too close to something. I don't know. My shouldn't. girlfriend's car's not that advanced. Mm. <laughs> oh. Well, it Couldn't exists. Couldn't this all be avoided if if Sandra Bullock just gets a self-driving car and... You mean a Tesla? Yeah. Or, you know. No, not. because the whole the whole point with those cars is at a certain point, it'll, like, kick you off of automatic driving if it feels like there's, like, a problem. It's like, no, no, you have to pay attention now. And it'll... Mm. The automatic driving will like turn off and be like, no, you need to take control. Of the and car then, now. and it's then Sandra Bullock will crash into more cars, causing her window to shatter, causing her to see this invisible creature, and causing her to commit suicide. Thus, ending Bird Box the way it should have ended. Mm. This is just making me want to see the movie more. Yeah, because uh, like everywhere, I like, see it. I just, just think just... it was overhyped. I think it was an okay movie. But I feel like social media and everything overhyped how good this movie is. I but you see mm. I ignored it when I started. Yeah, and my expectations that, were honestly, like pretty high because of everyone kept like, Oh, you have to see Bird Box and then I saw it and I was like, Yeah, I didn't like it. I don't know. Like, yeah, also like the memes Netflix that came out of that coy. are my favorite. That's that's what I got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I think I know it's a little bit early to talk about hot mess of the year, but I was just so upset. I think we should do hot mess of the year right now. Yeah, let's let's do do it. All right, uh, I guess I'll start. Luke Cage, you a hot mess? 
Mm. Well, season season two or just Luke Cage being canceled? Luke, Luke Cage just, season just half of two. It? Okay, I hey I I I haven't watched it yet. I got so... like oh wait no I only watched like the first three episodes. This is um this is where um it had um yeah Bushmaster as the, one of the villains right? Okay, so I I didn't finish it not because. I didn't enjoy it. It's just like life kind of happened, and I, I got it fell so off my radar. But I got what so bored by episode six. I was just like, "Yeah, I'm not. I'm not finishing this." <laughs> mm. I think uh, the writing could have been a but, little bit better. Well, it got canceled. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, onward to other hot messes. Fallout seventy six. You a hot mess? Mm. Really? You thought that was a hot yeah, mess? That game has problems. They have to fix a lot. It's I mean, Bethesda has a reputation of releasing games that aren't not, complete, like, not even yeah. halfway finished, and they just patch the rest of it in because I guess they have to, you know, make a certain deadline because money and marketing. But that doesn't make up for a broken game. We, we could bleep game. this out because it's a little political, but Donald Trump, you a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> How about that White House dinner? McDonald's? With, with all that fine china and the gravy boats serving McDonald's dipping sauces. Hamburgers. Oh, great. Okay, I don't want to get political. I literally have to live and breathe it. I, 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 it makes me nauseous. Uh, Andy, do you have any more? Netflix, hot you messes? a hot mess. Besides our government? <laughs> no! Netflix, okay, I'm, no, 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 like, no. All of no, Netflix is uh, a hot no, mess no. right now? Uh, just, uh, just the Marvel, I'm just the Marvel Netflix portion right of Netflix. Now. Just the Marvel okay. portion of Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It did not, it not, did not survive the, yeah, the Thanos nah. snap. Because <laughs> um, Punisher is left. Punisher is not left. They were waiting for season two. I guarantee it will be canceled by the end of the month. And the same thing yeah. when Jessica Are Jones they... releases its new season. Except mm. here's the thing. I saw the trailer for Punisher season two. They gave that show. I, I said to Tom, I was like, well, all the money from the canceled TV shows, we now know where it went. It went to Punisher because it looked like it got a bigger budget. It's like we don't have to balance five shows it's now. It's just the one and we have all this money? <laughs> we have all this money. Because <laughs> it looks really well financed. It really does. And even though I didn't make it through season one of The Punisher, I don't even care. Because now I just want to watch season two. Because <laughs> I was like, damn, you got money, okay. Yeah, I haven't started season two yet, but I plan on seeing it. Um, another... Season one was really good. It's just when you watch it, you gotta, uh, especially you, Ryan, just have ice cream <laughs> on hand because it's so it is, sad it and depressing the entire time you okay. feel so bad for punisher and then when he starts murdering people you're like yeah fucking kill him it's it well that's how it, well like i mean we know this about, like, when i'm in a bad mood emotional watching, i i well so here's the thing everyone knows this about me slasher movies are the things that like comfort me when i have a bad <laughs> day so watching punisher kill a bunch of people is fine for me. I'm not kidding. If I'm having a really bad day, I turn on Scream just to watch a bunch of people get stabbed. Oh, yeah. I don't know what that says about my mental state, but it's It says fun. that you have a horror podcast. <laughs> and we do. <laughs> we do. Uh, yes. How apropos. Um, yes. So, that's... That, I got no problem with Punisher 
killing All right, a bunch so of my last right. two Naruto Shinobi Strikers for the PS4. That game is a fucking hot mess. Uh, uh wait, is it was it also glitchy and unfinished? That game like, is just terrible. Six or uh, oh. day it's, of so there was like I don't know like a ton of people saying that they wanted to return it to GameStop and because of GameStop's return policy, you can't. So mm. there was like. There, there was a big outrage with that game. And then the last thing that I have is Bird Box. <laughs> you a hot mess. Oh, man. Um, Chris, you well, want to do your hot mess? Yeah, so jumping jumping off of Bird Box. I mean, I, I still haven't seen it either. Um, I wanted to save it so Ryan and I could watch it and review it for Leopard Dread. Um... So my gripe with Bird Box is not the movie itself, it's the Bird Box challenge. So social media always has a way of bringing out lots of stupid people doing stupid things for for the gram, for the vine, for the meme, what what have you. So this time, um, people uh, were actually blindfolding themselves and walking around and falling over uh, stairs or almost getting hit by traffic and just throwing out all sorts of common sense out the window. And so one, please don't do that. And two, um, you're just you're just making light out of people who actually deal with blindness and that disability every single day and you're making it into like a you're just, you're just doing it for the lull, and that's, like, super insensitive, and I just... Yeah, it's just stupid and insensitive, honestly, and stop it. You guys honestly, are terrible. Honestly, all of those challenges are really, really redundant and stupid. Uh, mm-hmm. For instance, this is the same year we got the Tide Pod Challenge. <gasps> oh my that's God, right! That was still this year. That, that, was, that was still this... That, that was, like, January, yeah. February of this year. Oh, so, my God. I mean, Ugh. these challenges just get stupider and stupider every year. Um, I guess we could throw that on the hot mess take, too. Yes. Social media yes. challenges. Hashtag challenges. Social media challenges. Get, get them out. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> okay, so that's my first hot mess of the year. Um, second hot mess of the year. Um, I... James Gunn being canned and like the death of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 um now there's been a lot of um I think righteous uh social media outings of or being or or just uh campaigns of accountability for like especially for people in like Hollywood and high positions like that James Gunn should have been on that list so um Sorry for this getting a little bit political, but um, there was this far-right troll um, who, I guess, was upset at James Gunn um, for posting, like, anti-Trump or just um, content on his tweets. Um, and so this this one Twitter user um, dug up... Like, went went back like i don't know like six or five or six years back i think it was i think it was longer than that i think it was like 
Yeah, maybe like ten years or decade, nine or ten years. It was okay. So, however, at the time, it was really, really far removed, and this uh, this Twitter troll dug up some, I guess, some jokes or some comments uh, about James Gunn that had made, which were to begin with, they're out of context and. and he blew it up and retweeted it and started calling James Gunn out. And then mainstream media, especially like right-wing mainstream media, uh, got hold of it. And people were, were accusing James Gunn of super foul behavior, which was way blown out of proportion. And because of all, all this negative press, um, James Gunn got canned or fired by Disney. Um, and this is, at the same time, this is the same Disney which doesn't really have uh, a light to stand on because, you know, way back, you know, decades ago, Disney used to distribute, um, like, really weird kind of co- uh, content or... And it is not not out of purpose, but it's just, like, it was a product of the times and, you know, Disney got better about it. And same thing with James Gunn. He got he he changed for the better. He he's not that same person ten years ago, and you know just the fact that Disney just one just catered to the catered to attention and like got so swayed and they didn't hold their high ground or just they didn't hold their ground supporting James Gunn, who's really great and he's. A great individual so many celebrities came out to support him and despite all that you know Gardas is dead and I mean James Gunn in the end he's gonna do okay still um right now he or you know going to 2019 he's now the script writer and I think director for Suicide Squad 2 so I think he's gonna bring that franchise a lot into Fresh new places. Hashtag no more chuckles the clown. Exactly, it'd be so much better than the original. And um, he's working on this really cool project called Brightburn, which is basically um, the Omen meets Superman. So imagine Clark Kent like arriving down to Earth, but he ends up being this like super creepy kid with with powers and looks so good and and who's like clearly possessed by the devil <laughs> yeah it looks it looks awesome so james gunn i think he's still gonna you know do okay but i mean right now guardians is effectively dead i know like there was a, a bunch of huge pan, uh, fan p- petitions that happened but i I don't think they went in there, and I know um, Dave Batista was very publicly adamant on not returning to the project if James Gunn wasn't going to return. So, so right now, Guardians Three. I mean, is who knows? Dead. Maybe Disney will hire James Gunn back, but as of right now, mm-hmm. you never know. Yeah, you never know. Um, and then my last uh, hot mess. Uh, I guess it's not so much a hot mess. It's just just reiterating how heartfelt and how impactful it was. But you know, Stan Lee passing away this past oh, year. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, we we did a wonderful tribute episode of to him uh, a few episodes ago. So you can check that out. I think all their oh, we just lost a great 
and it's just really sad and um but it's still great to see him still live on on the screen like in spider-verse um there's like a really touching um memoriam and the credits and even uh like dead what's upon a deadpool um um the team uh inserted a uh, really nice trippy the stand uh in the credit scenes in there as well so stand whenever he forgot and you know i'm just a sad sad scene go but so glad of the all the world and all the death, work and all the love death is the hot mess us. of that topic <laughs> yeah 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 true facts uh but yeah that's it for my hot messes of the year well my hot mess of the year was a video game that i decided to purchase purely out of the blackness of my heart and it ended up being one of the biggest pains in the asses that I've ever experienced to the point where no. like I'm not going to finish the game because it it's it's just not good and that's a vampire. I had a feeling. I remember when I f- Oh, wait. Uh, I thought it, you you talked about this on I did SMP, and like- I loved it to a point. Now, oh. it was good in the beginning and at first the bullshit gameplay like didn't bother me. But as I've progressed in the game, that is its biggest problem spot. Because everything just gets harder from there on out. And it doesn't matter how many times I reset my vamp skills and pick all the right ones. I'm In order to have any sort of effect, you're basically... Because I, I know I've talked about this before. The whole purpose of the game is that you're trying really hard to like balance out not being a full animalistic vampire and not being fully human. You're trying to find that balance and not destroy London. And there is no way to do that when you're going up against each one of the bosses that gets harder and harder and harder. Like, you have to basically be a fucking animal to get any of this done. Which means every single time I have to go into a boss, I have to reset everything fill up all like the animalistic side of being a vampire fight the boss go back reset everything and then be like a normal person after that and it's just it's becoming increasingly frustrating and i i'm probably not gonna finish the game because of it it's just it's so frustrating it's so terrible and the repetitiveness of the fighting and lack of uh like skill is a, that is required to play this is is what makes it a hot mess. So I know I talked it up at the beginning. I'm telling you now, don't fucking buy it. Don't play it. It's it's bad. That's a that's a huge change up from your initial Eesh. review. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know because I was so excited about this game. I was like, I don't even care and blah blah and now it as everything gets harder, you should care because the, like I said, the lack of, uh, I, okay, sort of related, but sort of unrelated. I watched Tom play Spider-Man and I tried to play it and it actually takes skill to play that game. Like you need to memorize stuff. You need to know what you're doing. You can just mash buttons in Vampire and something will happen. You don't know what's going to happen, but you have an idea and it'll be effective regardless. Like, you, it doesn't... It, you don't need any know-how. You're, it's just mindless. And that is supremely frustrating and annoying. And it sucks. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that... It's honestly, like, my biggest disappointment 
of 2018 is that game because I was so excited for it. And then, not that it came out this year, but I bought it this year and I played it. The Friday the 13th game also sucks. Yeah. Mm. It's just, it's is just it, fucking awful. Ryan, right? If you if you need a horror game to play, uh, coming out very soon is the Resident Evil 2 remake. That game is and... beautiful. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like, I will get to the Resident Evil 2 remake. It comes out this Friday. Yeah, like... It is. It's yeah. It's okay. Crazy. Well, there like, goes the well. That there goes the whole looking forward to twenty nineteen segment. Like, like no lie. Like you. Like we. Th- th- this is like a huge confession, especially on Left 4 Dread. But like, I'm a huge wuss when it comes to horror games. But Red Evil Two re- remake looks so. Are you gonna good. buy it, Chris? I will, like, stomach my my queasiness for it, and I will play because it, it yes! looks so freaking good. I mean, I'm not going to buy it, so you can come over here and play it. That way, when you scream, I'll just, yes. I'll feed you. <laughs> yes, yes, and then for the meme, we'll record, and then... Just, and just then, make some of your holiday good. sugar cookies, and Chris will, Chris will be sitting yes. there eating it, and drinking black coffee, and losing track on how many cups yes. of coffee he had. Yeah, for yes. someone who is, like, sitting there drinking black coffee and goes, I don't drink black coffee, and I'm like, well... <laughs> this is a fucking problem. Because <laughs> I remember I was like, Chris, I can make you tea. Like, we, ha- we have so much tea in this apartment. And he's like, no, this is fine. And I'm watching his pupils just get bigger and bigger. His eyes are going black because his pupils are just getting bigger from all the coffee he's drinking. Can't wait. <laughs> it's fine. Wait for, pa- wait for part two. We're going to do this again. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Um... <laughs> So, uh, Ryan, do you have any other hot messages? Honestly, no, that was my biggest disappointment. I mean, there's been a couple of flops on Netflix that I was kind of disappointed over, but Mm. none of them really broke me enough to mention quite like Vampire did. Oh, okay. Mostly because I remember ranting and raving about it and giving nothing, but... She came back for redemption. charming reviews. Yeah, yeah, I needed to set that show. I wasn't going to go into 2019 having people think that Vampire is this great thing. (laughs) Stay away. (laughs) Stay away. I might burn Um, my copy. (laughs) Oh. Um, Okay, so we have one last hot mess. This is from Zach. Um, So this is the sudden, unexpected closure of Telltale Games. So, quote, One morning in September, the staff at Telltale Games was called together for a staff-wide meeting. Within the hour, 90% of the entire workforce, workforce was packing up their desks and heading home. They were locked out of their computers. They had a week-ish left of their health insurance and received no severance. The Walking Dead's final season was canceled halfway through, and future projects like The Wolf Among Us Season 2 and their adaptation of Stranger Things were immediately scrapped. The upside of this whole sh- shit show is that it seriously brought to light the need for video game developers to get unionized, and it brought the matter of crunch culture to the forefront of the games industry for several months. There was a massive investigation surrounding Rockstar Games in the lead-up to Red Deb- Redemption uh, 2's launch, and many former Telltale employees have spoken out about how bad it was, sometimes without them actively reveal- realizing in the moment. But at least discussions were at least happening. Of course, the downside to that is that the game industry lost one of its best and most creative developers, and many of the workers who lost their jobs that day are still struggling to find work. It was a shitty, shitty situation, and no silver linings are going to change that. So, 
uh, R.A.P. Telltale Games. Um, and hopefully, people find um, you know new jobs, new careers soon. Um, that's just that's just without just not having any notice and not having like any time to find a backup plan. It's just really shitty uh, management on their on and then yeah. I agree. Um, I just remember hearing that Telltale's closed and that they were going to leave Walking Dead unfinished. And I was like, how the fuck can you do that to your fans? First of all. Mm-hmm. But Skybound, thankfully, was able to scrap together a team from Telltale who was working on that game and got them to complete it, which is awesome. Mm. Um, man, but I, I, I wanted, I, I, I wanted to play that Stranger Things game so badly, and now we're just gonna be, now it's gonna be in limbo, you know, theoretical it's world. A, it's gonna be with PT. Yeah, like the oh, actual PT. The um, did you hear there was a a team that re-released the PT demo and on the Unreal Engine like two weeks ago. Um, it's completely free, and it's also very, very good. Oh, so I'll try definitely it out, give that a check out. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Cool. Uh, so I think that's it for Hot Mess of oh, 2018. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Alright, so moving on to anime. Anime! Ooh. So much anime. That's like So much anime that I did not watch. It's okay. It's okay, <laughs> Ryan. Um, so. Oh my gosh. Chris. Have you been current yes. on anime? I assume you are. Yes, okay. very current. I that like anime is like the the one thing I, I always try to keep up on, even though like this this past year was just weird. Um, so like I I just didn't have a lot of time. For, I, I I practically didn't have any time for video games. And, um, admittedly, I, I didn't read as much comics this year either. But anime is just like one of those. Thing. It's like anime is my, my comfort food, so I, I've been pretty, pretty kept right, up on well, that. As, my um, anime of the year is a very controversial one, and uh-oh. Oh. it is Goblin Slayer. Oh, yo, okay. I Goblin, love Slayer Goblin Slayer is so fucking good. If you have mm-hmm. not seen Goblin mm-hmm. Slayer, um, is it good? Yeah, it, it is like another level of good. It's so fucking so good. So fucking good. Okay. Yes, it's, um, so the reason why it's so controversial, um, for one, people who were, who were not, um, familiar with the light novels and the graphic, or the graphic novel, I'm sorry, the the manga, um, they were in for a big surprise. Episode one? um, Because this, yeah, in episode one, so this, uh, Goblin Slayer is a dark fantasy grimdark anime Um, and um, it takes place in a really kind of horrific kind of fantasy world um, where like demons and monsters are always trying to wipe off civilization Um, in this first particular episode um, it got so much controversy cause um there was this really graphic scene featuring goblin rape. 
So oh. goblins in this world are like people write them off as nuisances and pests, and but these goblins are super terrifying, and they they go around raping and pillaging and killing humans all the time. Um, that so, doesn't sound too pleasant. Yeah, I mean, so that's so there there was this graphic depiction of goblin rape uh, when a bunch of adventurers. Uh, who are like green behind the ears they take on a quest to clear out a goblin den and they all get fucked up and there's this scene of goblin rape and it got a lot of flack um it just seems unnecessary got- don't get me wrong I, I i love horror movies gratuitous violence is something i get but mm-hmm. that seems a little excessive yeah but it was like it wasn't even it, like that graphic it was more of like a suggestive thing kind of Mm-hmm. It was. I. I mean, Still. I get the the gray area. I understand it. However, um, to like the entire show as a whole, like, I I feel like it is way surpassed that. I'm like, and that's the thing. It only happened that one time, and because of that, the shock value of that, like, people are just not expecting it, mm-hmm. and all the attention it got, like, uh, it was delayed by a week. Uh, the following after the episode and then a content warning was applied to uh, the start of each episode but after that like it never gets that bad ever like so I feel like they did that for shock value just to grab attention because well attention grabbed I feel like yeah like because after that like (laughs) the the, I'm sorry Siri Siri got one in on the conversation Um, wait your time bitch (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but after that, the anime, like, it never gets back to that series of gratuitous. It, it also gives. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's still dark fantasy, and uh, there's uh, quite a bit of gore. Um, and it's, it's the the show's premise is very simple. Like the main protagonist, his family was destroyed by goblins, and now he has a single-minded. Um, Vendetta and the against priestess all goblins. that travels with him, her team is the one that got fucked up in episode one by goblins, so oh, she's okay. trying to get revenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this the series progresses and like it, it's all it's all every episode goblins are just trying to kill goblins, but you see it's like a it, it's like a, a it's not like a coming of age story, but like. It's a story where Goblin Slayer, who lost his humanity in when he his family and his village first gets killed like many years ago, like it's him learning to discover like the good side of humanity and like, the good side of the world again. Because um, he's like he's very nihilistic in the beginning, and through like the power of friendship and going on adventures with uh, this team that he builds over the series series like it becomes really heartfelt and really like it ends on a really optimistic note and it's a it's i think it's ultimately a hopeful story it's just just wrapped up in a lot of goblins being killed left and right um and it never gets back to that first episode shock like to that level again um but i don't know i really enjoy it and I, I'm not trying to make light of, of like rape and 
um, sexual assault. Um, and I, I still think it, it, it was problematic um, in a way of moving the, the, the story forward or just using it for shock I, Like I Again, like I don't like it when characters in comic yeah. books are fridged or you see that a lot in movies. But um, in general, like, I, I think Goblin Slayer was excellent it still becomes an excellent story and it's excellently animated and like the characters are really well developed and i think you get really attached to them by the yeah end. absolutely i i, I 100 percent agree with everything chris said <laughs> and that shows <laughs> um but like you said the first episode is very rough so watch with caution Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any other honorable mentions or is like Gobsley's uh, the, the top tier honorable mentions would probably just be like Dragon Ball Super uh, oh yo okay Andy I, we need to save it for like an episode of a, or, or a revival of Dragon Ball or Dragon Chat cause I need to talk to you about the yeah. Broly movie cause it was we'll, so good uh, I enjoyed we'll it we'll set a date to record something Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, uh, anything else? That's about it. Cool. Um, let's see. Man, the 2018 this year was just a really good year for anime. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna my my number one choice. Um, I it's number one because. It was a sleeper hit. Like I was just not expecting this to be so freaking good. But so don't don't hate me, anime pals. I I know I I I feel like everyone's favorite anime this year was My Hero Academia season three, and it sh- it is it should be, and I love it. Like don't get me wrong, I love My Hero Academia so much. But I think that's it was a it was a I think it was bound to be good a- anyway, and. Um, so I want to I want to highlight some other anime that may have missed. So um, in terms of like unexpected hit of the year um, for anime, um, the title is kind of weird because Japan, <laughs> but it's called uh, "That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime." I keep hearing so many um, good things about this. Yes. Oh my god! Like this anime, like has so much. It's it's far better than it should be, cause like, um, the genre of isekai anime. So for those who don't know what isekai means, it's basically an anime protagonist gets transported into another world. So usually it's like a fantasy world, um, and the most famous example is like Sword Art Online, and but the like how zombie movies uh, or zombie content like saturated the pop culture media space for a long while um and like some people are, are tired of it like you could say that the same is for isekai like there's so many of this type of genre and video games and light novels and manga and anime um but reincarnate as a slime does isekai so well like it executes the conventions like so well and so fresh and um it's just so much fun so Basically, this uh, Japanese everyday man um, in his 30s um, 
gets killed by uh, trying to save his friend and his fiance. Um, so as he's bleeding, he, well, some guy gets attacks him with a knife, and he he dodges or he um, gets stabbed and saves them. And as he's dying, um, he's going through his final thoughts. So he's saying stuff like, uh, "Oh God, like I'm I'm bleeding. Why does it hurt so much?" Um, and then this mysterious robotic voice starts uh, echoing in his head, and it says stuff like. Oh, pain nullification acquired and he starts to get cold it's like oh I'm so cold why am I so cold I don't want to be cold anymore um, and the voice says again cold nullification ability acquired and um, and so he's going through these final thoughts and like this mysterious voice starts acquiring more abilities and it's, he doesn't know what's going on so he, he blacks out and he wakes up and he wakes up as a slime. Um, so for those who don't know, a slime is like a type of magical creature. It's basically like this living blob that can like uh, absorb magic or absorb materials or it just absorbs, can, consumes, and digests literally anything. Um, so he wakes up as this, this weird creature in his cave. Um, and he finds out that he has these really super powerful super broken abilities um and the, the story progresses where um kind of through by accident or just sheer circumstance or coincidence um he starts making friends and allies with all these monsters living in this great forest and starts building a kingdom out of it and it's just really it's really fun it's really charming um the story's so great. The animation and the fight choreography is on point. Like, oh my... And the characters are so iconic. Like, I just... It's really, really good. And uh, right now, it's, we're like... We're halfway through. Um, it's supposed to be a 25-episode anime now. So I cannot recommend enough. Um, some other honorable mentions. Of course, like My Hero Academia Season 3 the best shonen superhero anime out at the moment um gridman or sss gridman um so this is by studio trigger so the same guys who brought you like kill a kill uh darling the franks like you know some of the team worked on gurren Logan. so it's this really bombastic uh, uh tribute and relaunch of the old uh gridman or superhuman samurai cyber squad uh shows and it's just like this giant love fest of everything that's like mecha and like kaiju. So it's it's really good. Um, I rec- I highly recommend Cells at Work, which is basically Osmosis Jones the anime. So it's basically all the main characters are are like red blood cells and white blood cells, and it's super cute and funny. It's also really really accurate. Um, there's this really funny YouTube series where an actual doctor is watching my cells at work and he's getting so excited like he's pausing every second he's like oh my gosh this this anime gets this process of i don't know of of digestion like super super accurate and he's, and he's explaining why it's so accurate and so good um so i really recommend cells at work um megalobox is awesome megalobox is basically this futuristic boxing boxing anime um, that did not get enough press, and but it's so freaking good. I liken it a lot to uh, Samurai Champloo or Cowboy Bebop. It's just 
really excellently flesh that character's amazing hip hop soundtrack and it's a um, tried and true underdog story and it's awesome and the last one um it's also another weird title because japan but and it's also really highly underrated it's called rascal does not dream of bunny girl senpai uh so this anime is really cerebral it makes you think like sort of like how i guess it's a, it's a bit like black mirror or twilight zone-esque um so the great premise of this is this high school student uh goes around helping um uh japanese schoolgirls with weird um problems and how they describe it it's it's called puberty syndrome um and it's like these they, they they wrap up like daily adolescent struggles but these manifest as really weird uh pseudoscientific um phenomena so it goes a lot into quantum mechanics and theory like this, so there's one this girl sounds um, like big mouth like but smart <laughs> yes oh it's really good so, like, so, so there's one episode where um um like this entire like the school does not remember uh one of the female protagonists and um like no one seems to notice her or recognize her or observe her and they they throw in the whole concept of like Schrodinger's uh, cat as a way to explain why this is happening to her um and they do that like so that they go through like four or five different um quantum mechanic kind of phenomena and it's like a really smart and ingenious way to to describe just how hard it is being a teenager um, but a really interesting way. So like, I I love it. So if you want something like really oh, animate to really make you think, um, this is the one. So. Nice. Yeah, lots, lots of anime. anime. <laughs> so good. Ryan, you said you have nothing for anime uh, of the year. No. All right. Because of everything that I've consumed this year, no, none of it was anime. We need to get Ryan mm-hmm. a horror anime. We do. There's um, there's a few. I I have some on hand that I will. I know Devilman Crybaby came out this yeah. year. Um, Castlevania season. season do we two consider also came that horror? Season. I just consider that every day. Oh, okay. Like. Um, I mean, like Ryan, we should we should really introduce you to, to some horror video games because I feel like there's some stuff that, or I'm sorry, horror anime games like Danganronpa. Um, I don't know what I that think, is, but it sounds awesome. Yeah, or Corpse Party. Oh, you what? would like Corpse or, Party, um, yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, we're, <laughs> me and Chris are going to open some new doors for you in 2019. Yes! Okay, so I'm going to add that it. to the looking forward into 2019 section. Yeah, we're going to open some nice wounds mm-hmm. for you. <laughs> okay. Oh, yes, and speaking of Danganronpa, like... The creators of De- uh, of that game are working on another game, which is also basically Danganronpa. <laughs> um, oh yeah, and Catherine. Catherine's going to re-release. Um, Ryan, I think the first game you should play for 2019 is Catherine, because that, that game is really screwed up, and it will mess with your head. It's also a horror puzzle game, oh, and no. I think you'll really enjoy it. I'm terrible at puzzles. 
but okay. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, like, easy mode, Yeah, I definitely guess. don't play um, Catherine on the hardest difficulty. Okay, I wrote down. Yeah, but, like, oh, my God, the story is so yeah. messed up. It's great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, one more thing. Uh, Zach provided his anime of the year, um, and his is Agretzico, which I, I, I love. So, basically, Agretzico is, like, super cute death metal. Um, it's like this, uh, this little cat, like this anime chibi cat is the lead singer of a death metal band and it's so cute and, and hardcore and amazing. Uh, <laughs> um, so quote, much like the movie section, I haven't watched, uh, much new anime this year, just one series. Thankfully, it was super good. Aggressuko is so short and easy to binge, which is great for me and equal parts relatable entertainment. Uh, it's a great le- uh, Retsuka is a great leading panda and her cohorts are well around the crew I found I honestly found myself comparing many of them to characters in Daria uh, which only made me enjoy the show even more because Daria is a <laughs> shit so. <laughs> and this is on Netflix so oh, okay yeah. I, I've yeah. been meaning to watch this it's been in my back pocket for a minute but need to get mm-hmm. around to that mm. yeah by the way, like Netflix has been really killing it and like releasing new anime too. Um, the queue is just super, yeah, just their anime queue is so um, good. And mm-hmm. speaking of Netflix, on to TV show of the year. Oh, um, that transition. Which yeah. mine actually is a Netflix show. It is well, it wasn't mm-hmm. Netflix originally, but Netflix picked it up. But the show you. Oh my oh. god. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I hear. I've been hearing so many, so many things. So, so, pitch us, pitch us, Andy. So, why should we watch it? It's toxic masculinity in a digital age. Basically. Um. And cyber stalking. Cyber stalking. This dude physically stalks too. More than just. That's also true. Basically, this is every woman's like worst. Not like this is welcome to like being a single woman or just being female in general. Watch how fucking horrifying it is. But it's yeah. so good. Um, I also put you down, but I also have two honorable. Nice. Answers. So, mm-hmm. he's basically like, uh, he it, the series starts off that he's stalking this girl, Beck. And, uh, by episode two or three, he winds up, like, dating her. But, like, Uh, it it gets crazy because, like, there are times where he's in her house for the first time. But, like, she doesn't know that. And they're, like, out buying a bed. And he's like, oh, your apartment can't fit a king-sized bed. And she's like, how do you know that? You've never been in my apartment. And he, like, he comes up with quick quips to, like... He's a smart yeah, he's, guy. It's he is fucking so terrifying. smart. So, like, for instance, with that scene, he will he was like, uh, oh, well, it's New York. No bedroom can fit a king-size mattress. And she, I mean, she like, laughs it off. Unless that's the only but, thing like, you want to fit in a bedroom. It progressively increases the crazy shit that he does for this girl. It's insane. Oh, I. So the, should I? I will, I will let this. you know that I binged it within two days. It's oh, it's okay. so good. Here's the other thing. So one of the one of the, I mean, I found myself like, I, and maybe this is because I am a woman, but I found myself like I need to pause the show at certain points and like breathe because of how uh, creepy it is. Like, 
I think it's the first or the, even the second episode where she meets up with him again at the bookshop he works at and she's like well what what kind of poetry do you read and he rattles off a couple of things and she's like you just described my nightstand quite literally because he was inside of her apartment like hours before that without her knowing like she came home and was he was hiding in the shower like fucking terrifying oh god and he even makes a comment like if this was a romantic comedy like my character would know some funny way to get out of this and i'm like no this is real life and you're a fucking stalker uh, oh, so it's just, it's really uncomfortable, I, but it's so good. So am I, are we supposed to root for this guy? Hell is he no, he's a fucking like, creep. I, or I don't, but I feel I don't so know uncomfortable. About you, Ryan, no. But there are some pretty, like, laughable moments, and there are moments where it's like, I really should not be laughing at this, but, like, I don't know, like. it's So here's the thing is, is I think the most problematic thing that has come out of this is on Twitter, there are yes. a bunch of girls that are saying how romantic Penn Badgley's character in You is. Like, oh, look how much he loves her. And Penn Badgley mm. has made comments like, you mean he's fucking crazy, right? Because he is. Like, they're romanticizing his actions. And that is problematic because this is like abuse culture and stalking. And none of what he's doing is cute or romantic. It is incredibly yeah. fucking creepy. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, like, I'm like again. I'm gonna say this again. Like, welcome to the world of like being a, like a woman. Like, this is like our worst so, fear imaginable. Every time I have to get into a lift by myself, I'm like, well, this person knows where I have, live. So that's have great. Have you ever watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I have. Chris, what about you? I watched you? the first four seasons. Uh, a bit, uh, a couple episodes. Okay. I haven't seen the entire thing. So one of the main characters, Dennis. He, yes, I know who does this. He resembles this guy, like, on a whole other oh level. My they God, look yes. exactly alike. Isn't there, like, a whole fan theory that Dennis is a serial killer? Yeah, so, like, Dennis does yeah. weird shit like this throughout the series periodically. So, it's just, like, weird to see this show that has a guy that looks just like him and acts just like him. It's crazy. Uh, Chris, I really do enjoy <laughs> it, but it is very fucking. Yeah, you creepy. should definitely watch it. But it was okay. it was it was also on my list for TV show of the year because it was just yeah, so good, really good. Wow. And then I have well, I, Andy, I don't know if you were stopping there, but I have two honorable mentions on top of that. Um, I have Castle Rock. And the assassination of Gianni Versace. Hell yeah. I do yeah. not have any honorable mentions. Um, huh? I don't <laughs> have any honorable mentions. No, I, mm-hmm. I did, because you was definitely, like, my TV show of the year, but also Castle Rock was fantastic to watch. Mm-hmm. And so was the assassination of Gianni Versace. So I'm a huge American Horror Story person, but what Ryan Murphy does when he takes this these real life crime stories and he turns them into these beautiful things and they're ingenious the way he does it but the assassination the assassination of Gianni Versace was creep central it was disturbing as fuck but so well done so that I needed an honorable mention for that because it was just so good hell yeah 
Um, I'm really happy you mentioned um, uh, Castle Rock because um, one of the main writers um, on it, uh, his name is Mark Bernardin. Um, and he's a, a longtime collaborator with Kevin Smith, and um, and so you're, if, you, if you listen to Fat Man Beyond, there's this one particular. Well, I mean, actually, there was like two episodes um, where Mark Bernardin like goes behind the scenes on the writing process for uh, Castle Rock. So I think that'll be really interesting. Listen for you, Ryan, so I can forward you those episodes. Please do. And Mark Bernard, just in general, he's just like a lovely <laughs> human being. So. Do you have um, anything for TV show, Chris? So, uh, you know what? I, I, did, I just watched so much anime. Like, uh, and so I, so I, like the, the list of anime was like my... It was like arm like like long or more, and I was kind of struggling to like remember what TV shows I watched this year, and I, I, I it's only like one or two, um, because I, I I I didn't finish defend uh Luke Cage, I actually haven't finished uh, Daredevil season three, and I hear that's that was amazing, but now it's dead, <laughs> but I'm still happy to say that um my favorite show in honorable mention of both horror shows uh which is just really great i just love how i i mean i know andy bird box was one of your hot messes but i still find it really endearing how horror the horror genre just, just is still breaking to the mainstream still getting lots of love and i agree so that's, i agree so that's really cool um yeah but um my favorite show, uh, tv show of the year was the haunting of Hill House? Yes, because I have not oh had a my chance to like, that. What? Oh. Andy, leave right oh now. My. Go start. Goodbye. Like, <laughs> I that show was just such a mind bender. I feel like we talked about that on Left 4 Dead. Yeah, we did. There was a whole episode, spoil, spoil, whole spoiler whole cast, spoiler but like, like it's it it was like one of the most well done character driven narratives I've seen and like how it plays with time and 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 how and how like the the, the seamless transitions between like the present and the past and how it's all woven together also and that to casting this one, oh my and the casting A like plus. and and like just all the creepy all the creepy like nuances. All the creepy and ghosts. Bent neck lady. All the all the Hello. creepy ghosts. Oh, oh. like it, it was very very if good. If you want to listen to very... us just like gag over this, please go listen to that episode of Love yes. Because uh, we went into it in like full detail. Yes, it's very good. Oh, it was so good. Um, so just just take our word for it. Just go watch it. It's very awesome. Yeah. And then uh, Audible mention just uh, uh, chilling adventures of Sabrina. So, that show was so excellent good. and. It was very excellent, and now that I've watched it, like now I can uh, do right by Andy and Ryan and get around to watching yes. Riverdale. Yes, it's gotta happen. But you guys gotta watch the, Ryan. You gotta watch Mad Max and Andy. You gotta watch JoJo. You gotta do me those Chris, solids. I promise. I'm be watching before Riverdale my wedding, I will have watched Mad Max this year. It is a goal of mine. I have five months. Okay, six months. I good time. February. Very good. And Andy, I've been I've got six months, and I will been... watch it before I get married. I promise. Okay, 
You're I'll hold it to you. You're not you're not the only one on my case about JoJo. It's you, Stan, Joe, my friend Daniel. There there's there's a list of people. Uh, <laughs> part five is still going well, on. Now that my work schedule is not me waking up at three AM anymore, I can stay up till like three AM watching anime. <laughs> Hell yeah, priorities! <laughs> it's very good. Um, but yeah, so those are my choices. And uh, Zach did not have a choice for uh, uh, a winner or honorable mention for TV show yeah. of the year, this year. Um, so that leaves us with two categories left. Movie of the year and game mm-hmm. of the year. Now for movie of the Woo. year, I wasn't here for the spoiler cast episode. I was sick in Florida. <laughs> and... Right. Uh, I have to mention it. This 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 movie was just that fucking good. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is my yes. movie of the year. Yes. Now, so good. That's what this I This movie yeah, that's what I was so excellent, so well written, so well animated. It uh I don't know if you guys know this, and- but Sony had to create technology for the way that they animated this movie. Yeah, and they patented yeah. it. So I think what they did yeah. was they animated the movie and then drew over it. So it that's awesome. Like just the animation style of this movie is amazing. The story amazing. Everything about this movie was so excellent. Um, it has easily mm-hmm. become one of my favorite Spider-Man movies. Period. Uh, yeah. And and Sony just did a very very well job with it. I saw it twice in mm. the matter of a week. Um, Hell yeah. Nice. And my top priority for honorable mention, I have actually also seen twice in a week, was the Broly mm. movie. I, I'm yes. not going to spoil anything because I'm yes. going to save that for my and Chris's episode, but that fucking movie. Oh my god, like Andy, I I I I need to see it again in IMAX because it's the first anime movie to be ever ever being played in IMAX, and that movie just it's just so full of spectacle. And, like, I saw it oh, opening so night. Good. I saw it last night. That nice. I I also saw it opening night. I saw. I want to see it again. In that IMAX movie holds up so uh, well oh. for the second viewing. Mm. It is. Amazing. So good. Awesome. Awesome. Dragon, Dragon chat. chat. Let's do We're it. We're on it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so, so, Ryan, you, uh, your movie of the year was also Spider-Man? It was. It was. Now, I could have given you, like, an entire list of honorable mentions, but I decided not to do that, only because, mm-hmm. especially for this show, I was like, there's really only one thing that we, that needs to get mentioned that needs to get recognized, and that was... Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Especially because mm-hmm. we just did an entire spoiler episode on it. And I think my biggest thing about that movie was, beautiful animation aside, and I know we talked about this in the episode, it was the amount of representation that they have in that movie that if you're a kid that's growing up with comic books now and that was your movie that you saw in theaters 
how amazing do you feel right now if you saw yourself on screen essentially and and, and what's wild we we not only had one of those movies we had two like black panther came out exactly also in 2018 yes. which is it just it feels forever ago it does but like these two movies are so important and and you know, Spider Verse got a Golden Globe, and I, I I wanted to win an Academy Award. Let's do it. I, I w- Best no, picture. I absolutely agree with you. I mean, be- like between Miles and Spider Gwen and Penny and all of this stuff, there's there's so much representation that was happening on that screen, and I think that that is especially now like the most one of the most important things that you can include in a movie. And there was so yeah, much and the core it. message. It's just like everyone could be a hero. Exactly, that's, exactly. Like, and that so was good. a big point that you and I talked about in the spoiler episode. And that's why for me, I was like, no, this is, this is it for me. So that was, mm-hmm. it was yeah. just my two cents. <laughs> yeah, Spider. Yeah, Spider Verse is unanimous. It's 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 my it's my movie of the year. Um, it's just everything that Andy and Ryan has said, and everything that we talked about in the spoiler cast. It is just. Aces to the nines. I literally had no complaints about this movie. Do you know how hard that is? I've I complain about I've everything. Seen this it was movie flawless. Twice it was... and enjoyed it more the second time than I did the first time. Like, like, mm-hmm. I fucking loved it the first time, but the second time I yeah. was just like, yo, this movie is still so fucking amazing. <laughs> it, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've never had that experience before. <sighs> Andy, Andy, I'm so excited because the creators were like, "Hey, keep watching the movie. If it makes over 200 million, we'll put Sp- uh, we'll put Spider Man into the next film." And yeah! guess what? We did it. Yes. <laughs> so I c- cannot wait for the spinoff. Cannot wait for the sequel, and I cannot wait for Sp- Spider Man on the big screen because we need Leopardon punching out. I don't know a giant Venom mecha because that's a thing. <laughs> Uh. Um, lastly, uh, Zach's movie of the year is Avengers Infinity War. So, quote, This is a difficult category for me because as a parent of a three-year-old, I just really don't have the time or capability to get out and see as many recent movies as I'd like. I really, really wanted to go see Christopher Robin and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, but I just couldn't I just, I just want to add to that, Heck, Christopher Spider-verse... Robin was also a very excellent movie. Yes. Really? Okay. okay. I uh, Andy, give me uh, like a elevator pitch. Why is this so good? Because I uh, haven't it's seen just it yet. Christopher Robin grew up and and kind of like mm-hmm. forgot about everybody in um, like all of his one of the Pooh friends, and then Pooh mm-hmm. one day is just like we need to rescue Christopher Robin, and it's just like this this great movie. It. Uh, connects like with the older audience as well as a younger audience uh, i just think it was a very good movie it was well written also nice very well written. very cool gotta check it out um let's see da, da, da. okay so heck spider-verse didn't even release in new zealand cinemas until january so maybe i'll have to leave that one for my 2019 list <laughs> anyway Avengers Affinity War is a typical and predictable choice coming from me, but I'm okay with that. I still loved it. I can't wait for Endgame in a few months, as well as Captain Marvel and Spider-Man Far From Home. Man, that sucks that New Zealand got that, like, now. Yeah. New Zealand, why why are you shafting our friend Zach? He needs, he needs, all, the, he needs all the pop culture super nerd stuff. Don't do it. <laughs> 
It's bad. Ah, uh, that leaves a one last category. Uh, we're there. We are there, my friends. We are. We are in the home stretch. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Game of the year. I've played a lot of video games this year, and um, I'm gonna have a tie for the number one. And mm-hmm. it's just because I enjoyed both of these games as much as the last, and I also platinumed both of these games. And those games are God of War and Spider-Man for the PS4. Uh, you know, like, PS4, just in general, had a super, super strong, strong year. And, and, and not just... Uh, and, and for, like, single-player narrative-driven games, like... 2018 proved that they're still so strong and viable, and you don't need Fortnite Listen, to be, <laughs> you know, Detroit a good game. become and human, and like, like that consumed my life for like a month. That game is so mm-hmm. so good, but mm-hmm. Spider-Man and God of War are both on like some next level. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if any of you guys played Spider-Man. I started to play. I, I <laughs> Tom tried to get me to play it, and I, I, I'll wait till he's done to start. I'm at like one percent because I literally just started one part of it. But I love watching him play it because it's beautiful and seamless and flawless, and there is nothing I hate about watching that game. And while we don't own it yet, and I can't wait to play it, and I never played the first one, but I've watched other people play it on YouTube I have to also mention for Game of the Year Red Dead Redemption 2 I mean see I know nothing about my, that game my issue with but I want to play the shit out of the my issue one. with Red Dead 2 is once you beat the game there is literally nothing to do and I'm alright with I that think, I don't necessarily always have to go I back. think that's a big fault in the game uh, whereas God of War I was able to beat the game and come back to do all the side stuff now. Um, whereas once you miss a side quest in Red Dead Redemption, it's gone. There's no way to go back to it's it. It's gone. Oh, all right. Well, and Spider-Man yeah. also has a lot of like end game stuff to do, capturing yeah. different villains, um, different collectibles. There's a bunch of shit that you can do, and it's also the same with God of War and. I've spent easily like forty to sixty hours on each game, so those those games are just nice. they're up there. They they were my highlight of twenty nineteen. I mean twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Don't rush my year, <laughs> damn it. I, I'm saying it now. Twenty nineteen cool. game of the year is Kingdom Hearts. Like I know this. Uh, it's, Probably it's, yes. <laughs> I, I think it's in the bag. We, we, we've been waiting, what, 12 years? 12 years, and it's been five years since it got announced. So, yeah. It's been a while. Oof. It's been a while. Um, yeah, like, I guess for 2019, one of my goals would be catching up to, like, like there's, like, so many... I just hear so much, so many good things about God of War and Spider-Man. It's been winning all the awards and um, Red Dead Redemption Two. I'm like, eh, I don't know. I, 
I guess it look, I, I, I actually never really got into the Red Dead Redemption games, so I, you know, don't at me. But <laughs> um, Andy, were there any other games, like whether or not they're like audible mentions or just games you just enjoyed that you feel that I absolutely I feel play? like you would absolutely love Detroit Become Human. Uh, that's okay. That's another yes. game that was like really high on my list. Um, it's like uh, Heavy Rain, but you're mm-hmm. playing as a robot, and mm-hmm. so like the robot is is programmed to do certain things, and there's this bug that's like getting to these robots that allows them to have like their own thought and like their own they basically get human emotion and like thoughts and like whatever and you're playing as a cop robot who's trying to catch these what they call deviants and the other story you're playing as two deviants so there's three Ooh, stories okay. going on at the same time and each story has a way of like like when you're playing as Connor you feel like yeah I need to catch these deviants but when you're playing as the other two you're like you you want to not be caught and and like kind of get away from what's going on it it's some crazy ass story it's so it's super, super strong story, super yeah, immersive. Yeah, that's my shit. And robots. Nice. <laughs> and robots. And robots. That's awesome. Very cool. Um, yeah, I guess my game of the year. I mean, I, I again, I apologize. I really didn't have any time to play video games. So I, I don't know if this is a cop out, but like Super Smash Brothers Ultimate for the Switch, because. It's just like the ultimate feel-good party game, and um, it still keeps the the experience of couch play alive. Just sit down with your friends and just smack talk each other, and just play your favorite characters from all of Nintendo and some I Sony s- characters now. Like Snake is back, and Cloud's there, and Ryu and Ken, and Simon from Castlevania, and like I just love the meme from this year where it was like. Sakurai's making a better Sony All-Star game than <laughs> than Sony itself because they have all these awesome characters and how the fact you or the fact that you're getting Joker from Persona 5 in there yeah. later this year. And so, Piranha Plant. Yeah. So yeah, Smash is my favorite this year. I'll, I'll give it to you. Smash was an excellent game. I played 30 mm-hmm. plus hours on the story mode trying to 100% it. Um, mm-hmm. I unlocked all the characters and I still have a ton of fun with that game. Smash is always mm. going to be like one of my all-time favorite party games. Yeah. So good. Um, and they did really right, well on the nostalgia front for that too, though. Like, mm. Smash, I I bought it for Tom for Christmas and I remember him saying, like, I'm not too excited about it, which kind of bummed me out because I was like, well, shit, I just bought it for him for Christmas. What's going to happen? And he... Has enjoy- I've enjoyed playing it for nostalgia purposes because it just it sort of brings all that back. Although playing New Smash, I realized that maybe Pikachu is no longer my Smash character. 
because it's just gotten, I guess, harder for me. I don't know. Actually, but between it's crazy Smash because and Party, Pikachu has become like compared to other Smash games. This Pikachu in this Smash is like the best Pikachu we've ever seen. And maybe that's why I'm having a hard time with it, because every time I play at it, I'm like, you know, I used to genuinely be good with Pikachu, and now I feel like a fucking noob. So I wasn't too pleased with myself on that front, but I've been playing a lot of Party. I've been playing a lot of Smash. Um, I think this was a good year for that, too, though. So goals for 2019 is to actually not just watch people play Spider-Man, but hopefully (laughs) play the majority of it myself. Um, mm. instead of playing The Last of Us, uh, cause... Yeah, but The Last of Us is always oh, a no, good time to play Last of I, Us. Oh, no, it's amazing. I finished it in, like, five days. I took a staycation, and I finished the whole thing. I was like, I'm finishing this game before I go back to work. And I did, and I was really proud of myself. <laughs> I still never yeah. played The Last of Us. Oh, my God, it's so good! Well, yeah, I mean, Last of Us 2 coming that's, out this I, year or sometime, yep. so, yeah. We, I don't know. So, that's that's... That's Last of Us <laughs> left a very sour taste in my mouth. Um, well, how? That's okay. So Ouch. let's let's go. Yes, hot take, hot takes, Andy. Let's so, do it. what year did that game come out? Twenty fifteen. Let's see. Twenty sixteen. Last of Us. It was definitely not that. It was not 2015, 2016. It had to be earlier. 20, uh, 2013. Yeah. What? For the, because it released on PS3. So. Jeez, that's right. When that game was announced, I was super excited for it. I pre-ordered it, bought it day of. The game had a major bug in it, which did not allow certain people to play that game. Unfortunately, mine experienced Uh. that bug. So, it started, so the first bug that happened was each loading screen would take 45 minutes to an hour to load the game, if it ever loaded. Um, Then when I finally was able to play the game, there's this part in the very beginning tutorial where you're going into a house and you have to go through Mm. these doors. Um, I went through the doors, and my character fell through the floor, and there was just no way out. I was stuck in this black void, and every time I restarted the game, the game, like, auto-saved there, so anytime I waited past this ridiculously long loading screen, I would be stuck in this black void, hoping that they, like, patched uh. to fix it, and... That just left a very sour taste in my mouth, and I've never went back to that game ever since. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, they have the PS4 remastered yeah, edition. I own it, so but I've just I, never... I think that if you play the PS4 remastered edition, it will relieve the salty taste it left in your mouth. Very salty, very salty. Mm, clearly, but yeah. Um... Mm. Uh, so, Ryan, so did you have a game of the year? I mean, I, you, you clearly did not like Vampire anymore, so... No, no, I mean, okay, so like I said... No, no, it, it's fucking terrible. No, like I said, I haven't... I've been playing Smash and Party, so... F- 
It's not my pick for game of the year, though, but the pick, the game of the year that I have to pick, I've never played. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> it feels kind of half-assed for me to say it, but it's fine. It was Spider-Man. All right, goals for 2019. We I mean, you got out. to watch, right, you exactly. got to watch Spider-Man be played out. So, I did, no, I have. Every time I come home and he's sitting on the couch and he's playing it, he's got a new suit. I'm like, where are you now? And he pauses the game and like gives me a rundown. And I feel like I've played half of it, but I have <laughs> <laughs> I mean, watching less plays or just watching, you know, gameplay, it's perfectly valid. I, I, I mean, went through that game 100% through the punk rock suit. <laughs> nice. Nice. Very cool. Um, so for Zach, uh, his game of the year is also Spider-Man, and he says, quote, The story is solid with several twists I wasn't expecting, and the moments you get to play as Mary Jane and Miles are excellent additions that complement the web-slinging action extremely well. The side missions are fun, partly because exploring New York is just really, really cool and fun to zip around, and honestly made me miss that city like crazy, and I want to go back for a visit super bad. Do it, Zach! Come and record with us! Um, in Ryan's living room. <laughs> know that when you when you come visit, you can't actually swing from the building. Yeah. Well, well, you don't know. You don't know that. You don't know. Zach may be Spider Man. This is true. Yeah. Everyone, everyone, Spider Man. Everyone, yes, Chris. Everyone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, as of this typing, I haven't beat it. Uh, I, oh, I haven't yet beat it. Sitting around eighty-five percent, so getting real close. But even without having it quite wrapped it up, I can safely say it was my top game of 2018. Um, and his runner-up, uh, which I definitely, definitely want to play, um, Beat Saber for the PSVR. So, quote, I never thought, again, that i get into a physically active rhythm game as hardcore as I got with Dance Dance Revolution, but here we are. While babysitting for some friends, I got to use the PSVR and spent nearly the entire night just lost in the music and rhythm honest to god i've ever talked myself into biting the bullet and buying a psvr parentheses they are extremely expensive in new new zealand They're the game will be solely responsible yeah it's like what, like 500 a 60 dollar video buy. game for zach is a little over a hundred dollars yeah so yeah if they're extremely expensive here but be, God damn in New Zealand. <laughs> right. Uh, it's fine. We will we will we will do something to help our friend Zach. Um but I, I I just I've actually never played Beat Saber, but just watching videos, it just seems so fun. So basically if you don't know what Beat Saber is, uh you have it's a VR game, you you're holding two controllers and each controller in each hand you're wielding a red and blue lightsaber and the game, um, it pushes towards blocks at you, uh, based on the tempo and the beat of the music, and you ha- literally have to swipe and destroy the blocks in tune with the music, um, and it just looks so much fun. And um, I, that's another thing I wanted to do in twenty nineteen. So yes, it's, it's just lightsaber music dance battles. It's awesome. It's, it just it's looks what we and sounds for, so awesome. Realistically. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, so, Andy, I think that's, that's about it. Hmm. Um, oh, actually, we skipped um, Podcast of the oh, Year. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so do you want to do that? Uh, I don't have one for this category. Okay. Ah! <laughs> it's all good. Uh, Ryan, do you have a podcast of the year? My favorite murder. Oh, yeah. Tell tell the audience what it is. Okay. If they haven't I, well, heard as, it, as people know, I like true crime. And my favorite murder, they actually, the two hosts, uh, Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark, have a book coming out that I did pre-order um, called Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered. <laughs> and it's about, do, it's about true crime and, like, mental health and how they, through them being themselves and all, going through their struggles and finding a healthy relationship with themselves and true crime and... That's the book. The podcast is a true crime comedy podcast. <laughs> um, and I, it's just really refreshing to hear ladies talking about true crime in a positive light. And also, um, at the end of every episode, they do this thing where they say, what's your fucking hooray for the week? And it's like, especially after a bummer of an episode. So when you talk about true crime, you're still talking about death and you're still talking about unsolved crimes and stuff like that. Um, so what they do to sort of lighten everything is they're like, what's your fucking hooray for the week? Like, even if it's just, I got out of bed and took a shower, they celebrate the fact that while you're struggling, you still should be proud of like the little things that people that don't have mental health issues take for granted. So they do everything in a very like healthy way. And it's sort of why I still love them. Um, two honorable mentions for that. I started, I just binged through Someone Knows Something, and if you're a fan of, like, true crime and unsolved stuff, listen to Someone Knows Something. It's devastating, but amazing coverage. And then there's Wine and Crime, (laughs) which is three Minnesota gals talking about crime, (laughs) and that's entertaining as as all heck, so... All true crime. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yay, true crime. I can't help it. It's it's a problem. Mm-hmm. No, 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 it's 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 a great it's 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 a great genre and like now there's so many podcasts you can uh, consume and you can always get your fix. That's and great. then I also just started one called Good Morning Nancy and that's a horror podcast done by two ladies. Um, and morning is spelt like M O U R N I N G. Not like mm-hmm. good morning. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, if that's your shit, check that out. Yeah. Um, Ryan, aren't, is, my favorite murder, are they still on tour? They actually or? just started another tour. They're, oh, nice. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I had to miss the, the New York stop. I was really devastated because I was looking yeah. forward to it. Uh, but I know that they'll be back in New York at some point, so I will catch them next time hell yeah but yeah just constantly check their website for their tour dates i feel like they're always on tour mm-hmm. um and if you're a big fan of cats like if you're a cat person go follow georgia on instagram because she's <laughs> got three cats one of which is a cross-eyed siamese who's like the derpiest <laughs> cat i've ever seen <laughs> i'm not like i'm not like a cat person i'm a dog person but seeing elvis that's his name i i want him He's like the weirdest <laughs> little thing in the world, but yeah. It's very good. Yes. Um, so Andy, in particular, uh, my podcast of the year are something that you should definitely check out if you haven't already. 
Um, so they're both they're both Kingdom Hearts related. It's one of them. Like Kingdom Hearts and other stuff. Oh uh, well, yes. Well, one of them is Kingdom Hearts and other stuff, hosted by Zach, Zach. our amazing uh, friend of the show and part of the super, of the Nerd Pound Network, and he's been working really, really hard uh, on Chaos. Um, and you should just listen to it. Like Andy and I have been um, co-hosts on there, and it's just. Zach, you are awesome. Just put it out there, Zach. You you work so hard, and we we love you, and we love that you love doing podcasting so much. So check out Chaos, which is available on this RSS feed. Um, but I, for me, I, I guess it's, it's like a running gag because like I've been consuming a lot of Kingdom Hearts adjacent stuff, but not the actual <laughs> new games. Uh, so, uh, in particular, um, I've been listening to two really awesome Kingdom Hearts podcasts. Um, one of them is called Interstitial, and I was on Zach's show, uh, and I talked about, like, I, I just rambled on and I could not t- stop talking about it. It's called Interstitial. So, Interstitial is a tabletop RPG that's heavily inspired by Kingdom Hearts and its lore, um, think of it as like fan fiction, the RPG where you can literally be any character from any universe, um, and you basically travel from universe to universe, and the entire game mechanic or the crunch of the game is based on the type of relationships you build with other people and how they can change. Um, and interact uh, and this game th- so this this podcast um it's a real play podcast so it's a bunch of people playing the game and recording it and um it it's just so wild like every single episode i listen to it it's just it's just so funny and absurd um so r- right now they finished season one they're doing a couple of one shots and every now and then, I just talk to like uh, Zach and Andy, like just the weird shenanigans they get to. Like this is one episode um, that takes place in the world of Wreck-It Ralph, and they're trying to kidnap Vanellope, who's uh, another princess of heart. And some of the characters they picked out for this one shot is like King K. Rule <laughs> from Donkey Kong, Cinder from Ruby. And Princess Azula from Avatar, and it's like, and it's just, it's just instant gold, like instant shenanigans, and I love it so much. Um, so I highly recommend that podcast, and I highly recommend like checking out the game. You can still pre-order it. I think they will start releasing full versions of it like sometime this quarter, which is really awesome. Um, and the other Kingdom Hearts podcast I've been a really big fan of is called <coughs> Kingdom Smarts. And it's uh, it's so good. So it's about um, two. Uh, well, what um, it's so there's two co-hosts. Um, one of them is Jake, and Jake I I identify with a lot because um, I haven't really played many of the Kingdom Hearts games, and Kingdom Hearts is just so expansive. So and he's he's never touched it before so he's going into it completely blind and 
um, the her the, co- the other co-host Shannon, who's like a a, a die-hard uh, from the beginning Kingdom Hearts fan. Uh, she explains the entire plot of Kingdom Hearts to him in 30-minute increments every episode. And it's just the way they deliver it. Um, and the way, like, just so they're not being spoilery, like, the, she creates, like, like, great alternate names um, for Kingdom Hearts villains. Like, they had this running gag where describe a villain that shows up that Jake doesn't know yet as they describe it as Kingdom Heart. Or I'm sorry, as Korean pop idol singers, and it's just, it's just so hilarious, and, and I just live through them vicariously, cause, um, I mean, eventually I would like to, like, especially for 2019, get around to playing, um, the games, especially cause Kingdom Hearts three is among us or upon us, but, uh, just on my daily commute, just listening to these guys, um, just hilariously recap the series um it's just so good so right now they're like halfway through kingdom hearts 2 so it's it's a really long way to get to kingdom hearts 3 but that's fine because that's just more years of great content to listen to down the line so um yeah and then podcast of the year for zach uh the adventure zone amnesty so this is their next major arc um, it's based on the game Monster of the Week, so it's very much similar to Buffy or Supernatural. And um, I completely agree with Zach. Like the first couple of mini arcs, they were trying to get into feel of it, but now they're they're really full swing, and there's a lot of cool mysteries that are opening up. And uh, the McElroy brothers just just they're just masters of storytelling. So. Um, it's just it's becoming a really great narrative. So check it out. And his runner-up is Alan, Alice isn't dead, uh, from the Welcome to Night Vale network. Nice. Um, cool. All right. I guess with that, we have one little category, which is what we're looking forward to in 2019. Uh, my list is short. But it's is good. It's similar to Zach's actually. So mine is Kingdom Hearts Three, Avengers, uh, Endgame, Spider Man, uh, The Division Two. What else? What else am I looking forward to in this year? Captain Marvel. Um, I don't know if. That's I'm guessing that's it for now. I don't really mm-hmm. have much of a list. It's all good. But yeah. I've got a couple. Oh uh, Ryan? Huh? Your twenty nineteen uh, hypes. Ah. What are you looking forward to? Okay, this is a list. Uh Resident Evil Oh yeah, Resident Evil Two is on the yes. The Last of Us Two. Yes. Captain Marvel. Uh, Spider-Man, Avengers Endgame, and last but certainly not least, because it's my most favorite thing that I'm excited to, is Good Omens. Mm, Yay! Good so, omens. not the Child's Play remake. So, are you 
fucking nuts. Why would I look forward to that? It shouldn't be be. I'm. I seriously don't even think I want to see it. I think I want to boycott it because it shouldn't. It it shouldn't be like in production. His name isn't even fucking Chucky in the movie. It's something else that's equally as dumb and stupid. I'm sorry, Chucky. Lol. <laughs> no, it just like it makes me like irrationally angry because there's no reason for you to remake Child's Play. Because first of all, it, the franchise isn't dead, like not at all. Um, it doesn't have the blessing in, of any of the original cast. No one from the original cast is taking part in it. Like, it's, t- it's all new. Don Mancini ripped it to shreds. If he had been like, well, I'm depressed about this, but here's my blessing, I'd be like, all right, fine. But he's like, what the fuck are you doing? We're not dead yet. They still have plenty of ideas for more Chucky movies. Yeah, I'm really angry about it. So, no. So, hot mess 2019. That is going to be a hot mess of 2019. Like, you're going to have to give me a huge, compelling argument to see it. Because I don't think I'm going to. Glad I got that rant out of Ryan. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, Let's see. I'm just really excited for a bunch of movies. Um, So in particular, there's some really cool horror movies coming out. Um, Well, Glass is already out, so I really want to see Glass. Uh, It Chapter 2! Yes, It Chapter 2, Pet Cemetery. Uh... And then, Chris of is course, basically the, the, naming the stuff that we're going to do on the show, so thanks a lot. That, indeed. <laughs> Chris, so check I it, don't mean check to burst out. your bubble, um, but uh, Glass has been getting some terrible reviews lately. It's been getting mixed reviews. I've seen nothing but uh, horrible. Okay, well, you okay. shut your mouth Her? then. I mean... I still so, want to see it. I still want to see it. I don't know. I, 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 take, I take reviews... Yeah. I'm still going to see it. I take film critic reviews with a grain of salt. Cause like I don't know, it's it's all subjective anyway, and I don't know. I I just I I guess I have a lot of stake in this movie because I love Unbreakable and Split was so good Split was and just so like, good. Yeah, and like the fact that you know it took a, like after a decade, like M Night Shyamalan just casually dropped. Oh yeah, this is an interconnected universe, and then Glass comes out. I was like, oh, so. Um, for better or for worse, I'm still gonna see it, you know. Um, let's see. And then the, the Marvel movies. Um, so, Captain Marvel, Endgame. Um, I still, uh, I still haven't seen Aquaman. You mean? But I really want to see it still because it's just been Water breaking Thor a lot was of a records, and it's. Yeah, and um, it's a step in the right way or right direction for DC, I think, and um, Willem Dafoe's in there, so we're we're obligated. Um, I'm really really curious about Shazam. Oh yeah, because Shazam I too. love Zachary Levi, um, and it looks it looks so much fun. Um, I think they I think Zach Zach Levi's a great casting choice. Um, so looking forward to that. Um, looking forward to One Punch Man season two, which is coming out in April, and then it's not going to come out until like the I guess like quarter three or quarter four. But My Hero Academia season four, although I don't have to, we don't have to wait for long because in March um, the movie's coming out on Blu- Blu-ray DVD, and my God, the My Hero Academia movie 
was so good. I haven't seen it and yet. I just remembered that it was a thing in 2018, and it should have been on my best anime of the year. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, oh, man. And then, I guess, looking forward to all of these uh, video games uh, from 2018 to catch up. So, Oh, yeah, and Resident Evil. Resident Evil 2. My God. Like, again, I'm not... I'm such a wuss when it comes to horror video games, but Res Evil 2 looks very, very Agree. good. That game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah, um, that's basically the end of the award show. Um, it's been, 2018, it's been a long but pretty good year for nerd so culture far, yeah. well, so, so far. far. <laughs> <laughs> Question mark? <Wait, what? laughs> 2018! <laughs> and hopefully 2019 progresses in the right direction of nerdism. But yeah. It will. Thank Jesus. you guys for listening. Yeah. Um, and this basically wraps up this year of Super Nerd Pals. Woo! Woo! One more year down. 2018! Uh, thank you guys for listening. You can catch us on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Just Google us. You'll find us. You can get us on the website, nerdpals.network or supernerdpals.com. We have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash supernerdpals. You can find us on Twitter, at supernerdpals. You can find our sister show, Left for Dread and Chaos Cast, um, on Twitter, at Chaos Cast, I think, is the Twitter handle. Zach, don't hurt us. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also find us on Twitter at Leopard Dread Pod, and we just launched a brand new website yes! at leopardread.com. Uh, so we have an official do- domain name, and right now we're on a brief temporary hiatus, but we're looking to relaunch very, very we're soon. We're coming back soon, I so... promise. We just need to nail down some yes. shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I got, I got yeah. the Twitter handle right. It's ChaosCast. So uh, nice, excellent. <laughs> Woo, um, we did it, guys. And that's hosted by Zach, which also has um, it's a Kingdom Hearts podcast about Kingdom Hearts and other stuff. Says it in the title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's a great. Podcast. It's great. And also honorable mention for looking forward to in 2019 is mine and Zach's secret project. We haven't talked <gasps> much about it. Yes, but we have a secret project in the web, in the works, and that'll be releasing around March of 2019. Yes. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening, and see you. I guess in the next quote podcast year of Super Nerd Pals. Yes. <laughs> Woo. Stay, Stay warm. warm.